The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and the Raiders are 7-2. and two. What you gonna do? All that and more here on show 473. All right, Raider Nation, before I get into this show, I have to say a few things. First of all, I want to say a prayer for our fans and for our team, for our quarterback. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you bless the Raider Nation. There are many, many needs. There's cancer. There's heart attacks. There's hospitalizations. There's injuries. There's broken hearts. There's people that are feeling left out of the whole society And the nation as a whole is not very happy uh, with the outcome of this election. So, not that I'm all political, because I'm certainly not. Let us not forget that this is the United States. It's our country. It always was our country. It always will be a nation of the people, by the people, and for the people. Those who say that that's not the facts are grossly mistaken. This country was founded on religious principles of justice and right. Now, I don't know about Trump or Hillary. I do know this, that the powers that be must be very careful not to tip the apple cart because the nation, the people of the United States, have an obligation, as stated in the Constitution, to rise up and crush any government that goes against the wishes of the people. Fret not, Raider Nation. First of all, it's not in our control. It's in God's control. So let's remember that. Let's pray for our new president. Let's pray that he has wisdom, that he doesn't follow the corrupt ways of of those who are full of greed and self-determination to be the government instead of the people. So I just want to say that, uh, stand proud, stand loud, and know this, that we are a a nation of the people, by the people, and for the people. And trust me, if the government hasn't figured that out yet, it's up to us, as the people, to remind them of their responsibilities. And that is all I have to say about that. No, right. Raider Nation. I know you've been waiting for it. I have been, too. It's been uh, an insane season. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, but mainly ups because you can look at the win total. But uh, let me tell you what's on this show today. On today's show, we will have Bandwagon Fanwagon. Well, there's a lot of new fans in the Raider Nation, and we're going to talk about that show because there seems to be a little bit of heat involved. <laughs> I don't know why, but we got a hit on it. And of course, we have to do the crushing of the Denver Broncos at the Oakland Coliseum, an epic contest that this Raider fan hasn't seen since the 1990s, really. 
The bone line should wrap it up. That should do it for the show. Now, we'll normally do a pregame, but this time, since we have a bye week, we'll do a pregame next show, uh, which will be next week. So we'll get all the details and nasty little situations that could go down in Mexico. Yo. (laughs) I love it. All right. Let's get to it. The bandwagon or the fan wagon, whatever you want to call it, the Raider Nation is filling up quick and there's standing room only. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three. Get up, get on the bandwagon, just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon, just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon, get up, get on the bandwagon. You know, I'm talking to the fans that I've seen for, well, the, over the last decade. We've been season ticket holders since 04. So we've been through some pretty rough times. You know, we thought we were getting better with U Jack City and Tom the Cable Guy. And when we were 8 and 8, we were feeling like it was going to get better. And, well, it didn't, obviously. But the Raider Nation that has been at these games when the parking lot is not quite so full and the frivolity and the yelling and screaming is not quite so loud because the Raiders weren't doing anything does not mean that the fans were not in the house. Because trust me, I was in the house and there were plenty of fans in the house. These same fans have a right to say they were here from the beginning. And that is very true because there are so many bandwagon fans now let me get this let me get straight here on on the bandwagon fan now these are fans that maybe kind of like the Raiders but really never followed them because they weren't that good or they changed from another team or they don't even like football but they want to be involved with a winner this is what happens every time that the Raiders or any other team for that matter I mean look at New England full of bandwagon fans So what I'm trying to say is just relax, enjoy the bandwagoners because they're not going to be here forever, but there will be more and more and more as the games get heated and the record gets better. Let me just say the Broncos game was amazing. And in that, I will say I could see thousands of new fans, which is really good for the Raiders. It's really good for us. I mean, I know that it's weird that uh, you know you've been coming and you know you've been a good fan and here these people come with all their brand new shirts and stuff. But just embrace it because they are Raider fans. Even if it's just for a little while, the Raider Nation is going to grow really huge. Trust me. Here's another thing I wanted to bring up. You know, 95-7 the game, we have Townsend, uh, we have Steinmetz. Now, these two guys, when I listen to them, other than Greg Papa who's definitely the master blaster when it comes to Raider history. He is very entertaining. He knows what's happened. He understands what's going on through the years and years. These two guys, I hear people calling into their show, and I'm listening to these guys, and listen, they're bandwagon fans. Trust me, they have not been in the trenches. And to hear them talk about the Raiders is kind of insulting. It it really pisses me off, to be honest. So... Uh, Listen to them with a grain of salt 
because their uh, Raider fandom is very, very new. Trust me. And if you've been going and you've been following the Raiders for a long time, when you listen to 95.7 The Game, listen with a grain of salt, unless it's Greg Papa, the master blaster. Let me say that. Faux show. <laughs> and well, that's about all I have to say about the bandwagon. Oh, one more thing. I was at the, I was at Kaiser and I had my Raider hat on and this girl looks across at me and says, Hey, are you a new fan? I go, No, I'm not a new fan. I got season tickets since 04 and I went to games before then. She goes, Good, because there's so many fans. I go, Well, yeah, that's right. Let me remind everybody too that the Coliseum is so much louder. So much better, so much more fun when there's more fans. And if you're a bandwagon fan, so be it. But there are a lot of fans screaming their ass off. And trust me, it was evident in this last contest. Uh, one more thing I want to mention about the Steinmetz and Townsend. Uh, Townsend was saying, oh, they had fireworks at the Coliseum. They had fireworks and Steinmetz was saying, well, you know, they weren't very good fireworks. It didn't seem like they were real professional because both these knuckleheads don't know what they're talking about. Because if you're a real Raider fan and you've been following this team and going to the games, fireworks happen every time we win a game. And they're from the fans, you knuckleheads. They're come to, they come out of the trunk and they come out into the sky and they're from all over the parking lot. The, the, the Raiders don't put those fireworks on, bro. The fans always put the fireworks on when we get a good victory. And that is all I have to say about that. All right. Let's do the post game for the Broncos. Because they went down hard at the Coliseum. I love it. On a primetime Sunday, 5.30 game, gates opened early. The Raider Nation was in the house. Amazing parking lot. And this is what I liken it to. When we were winning in 98, 99, 2000, we had fans that were rabid. And this is exactly what it was like. The fans were off the hook. It was crazy. And the energy was amazing. Tailgates were popping. Raider Nation was enjoying. And it was a real atmosphere of a victory before the game. You know, we've been through these contests before when there's been apprehension. And trust me, there was no worry in the Raider Nation. It was something that I haven't seen in a very, very long time. The fans are ready. The team was ready. And they did it right at the Coliseum. Trust me. The way the team came out, the way the announcers were, we had a flyover for crying out loud from the Coast Guard, the fireworks at the Coliseum uh, before the game. Incredible performance. Uh, they did a great job at the Coliseum during this game, a primetime matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders, both teams at 6-2. and two. That game did not disappoint. As you said, it's time to go out and kick their ass, and that's exactly what the Raiders did. They went out and manhandled the Denver Broncos. Yeah, we needed to beat them in the trenches, and that's what we did. But I have to say, I was, guys, I was scared of this game. 
I was not confident going in, but now that I've seen it, we've got the recipe to beat the Denver Broncos, and you have to beat them up physically. Where Denver dominates is when they play against a finesse football team. Because Von Miller's just going to come off the edge and kill you in the passing game, and they can run against a finesse team. But that didn't happen against us. Now, before the contest, it was, you know, who's going to be King Kong? Who's going to be king of the block? Who's going to take this game? A lot of, you know, pundits talking about the Raiders not playing well at home. A lot of pundits talking about the defense. A lot of talk about how Denver was, you know, were the guys that could come in here and, and take it away from the Raiders. Even though it was a Raider home game, it was even money on the victory here. The point spread was, I think, one point. Uh, and that proved to be a t- <laughs> pretty damn lame. <laughs> the Week 9 edition of the Horsin' Around Broncos podcast. Andrew Mason here in the studio with... Andy Lindahl, Broncos sideline reporter on 850 KOA, 94.1 KOA as well, and all of the Broncos radio network and daily host on 760 here in the Denver area. Broncos Raiders! <laughs> Nearly 14 years has passed since there was a Broncos Raiders game that had this much importance to both teams. Agreed. Now, you could point out some other games. There was some in the mid-2000s when Rich Gannon and Jerry Rice and Tim Brown were the head of the trio that ultimately led them to the Super Bowl. I can remember the Broncos facing them on a couple Monday nighters where the atmosphere was as fun. To your point. 03, it was actually the year coming off the Super, their, their last Super Bowl, the following year, and the Broncos blew, beat them by three scores, if I recall correctly, on Monday Night Football. With Jake Plummer, right? Yes. Jake had, Jake had had some skittish moments the first two games of that season, had his first big game as a Bronco against the Raiders, and you could say the Raiders haven't been the same since that night. Well, they really <laughs> Until have. now. Because the commitment to excellence that they love to, to, to trot out there really hasn't been there. Now, I, I find this to be, this is going to be a very interesting game. To your point, it should add back into the rivalry for sure, because uh, both teams have something to play for, both teams... There's been a little trash talk this week, which I think is kind of fun. Normally, I'm not a big trash talk guy. Let's just go play the game and don't make it any harder on yourself than you need to. But I kind of like it this week. T.J. Ward saying that he doesn't believe the Raiders have two elite receivers. He believes they have two good receivers, but they're not elite. Uh, And what I like about it is the Broncos' defense. There's something about this Bronco defense that's playing every bit as well as it did last year, in my opinion. And I think TJ kind of showing some of the swagger there of saying, hey, we're coming to your place and we don't care. Not only am I going to give you some material, but I'm going to give it to you before we go into your house because that's how little I'm afraid of you. And I like that. Touchdown! Raiders! He got hit. He got hit and flipped up there by Sylvester Williams, but Williams did not tackle him, and he spun off of that and got in the end zone for a touchdown. Janikowski makes the point after, and the Raiders have a 13 to nothing lead. Hey, we're coming to your place, and we don't care. Not only am I going to give you some material, but I'm going to give it to you before we go into your house, because that's how little I'm afraid of you. And I like that. Certainly from a defensive perspective, the confidence is justified. They give it to Murray off the left side. He's in. Touchdown, Raiders. And this one counts. There's no yellow on the field. Touchdown, Raiders. Latavius Murray with his second rushing touchdown of the first half. 
He got behind the left guard, Kalexi Osemele. When the Raiders run left behind Penn and Osemele, behind those two big road graders, they do get a great push. Latavius Murray now with seven rushing touchdowns already this year. Also a great block there by Donald Pendling. Certainly from a defensive perspective, the confidence is justified. Derek Carr's quarterback rating, I think it's uh, 15 points lower against the Broncos than it is against everybody else for his entire career. So you can see where that, that defensive confidence comes from. I think you're getting your blast play here. I hope so. Alawale, the fullback. Murray, the tail of the eye. Carr takes the snap. They give it to Murray off the left side. This time he dives in. Marcus Allen style. Touchdown. Raiders. Murray with the hat trick. His third touchdown of the night. 30 Raiders. The Broncos only have 13. Certainly from a defensive perspective, the confidence is justified, but they're having trouble defending the run. They're having some trouble defending the run for sure. They have scored 30 points on this Denver Orange Rush defense tonight. Listen to him here in Oakland, Link. That's right. That's a beautiful thing. That time, great push by the offensive line. As you mentioned, Latavius Murray went airborne. That's easy, baby. Beautiful thing. Listen to him. Janikowski with the extra point. And the Raiders have a 17-point lead on their bitter rivals. Marquette King is with us here. I think the one thing I really enjoyed hearing is the fact that the Broncos were real chippy early. They were talking a big game. And then after the offensive line took over and just wore that defense out, nobody from the Broncos' side was talking a big game in the second half. Man, it, <laughs> hey, those boys were getting competitive. Um you can definitely tell by how people were just practicing, man. People were ready, especially uh, I think somebody made a comment like um, they got some art receivers or something. Well, it's like throwing gasoline on a fire right there. I mean, they definitely got – people got hyped. Yeah, T.J. Ward. Yeah, people were ready to compete, man. That's why I never I never talk trash about nobody. I keep it even kill. Trevor Simeon needs 10 yards on fourth down. In the gun, back to his right is Bibbs. Two by two, two receivers right, two left. Simeon back. Simeon throws down the middle. It's intercepted by Reggie Nelson. Just go down. The game is over. He goes down with 157 to go. The Raiders will kneel down three times, and they will go to 7-2 and two on the year. The Raiders are in first place in the AFC West. Khalil Mack got the pressure on Trevor Simeon. Reggie Nelson comes up with the pick. And for the first time since 2010, the Raiders will beat the Broncos here. The Raiders, from the very first coin toss to the last snap of the game, dominated the Broncos, and there was no doubt about it. The defense were, they were fierce. They played hard. And let me tell you what, they had nowhere to go. 13 yards in the first half rushing for Denver. Now, I remember the last show I said Denver had to control the clock, run the ball, and get a few passes in to make it happen. Well, (laughs) it didn't for Denver. Let's just take a look at some of the statistics. (laughs) They're mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. 
The time of possession alone tells you everything about this contest. The Raiders had the ball for 41 minutes and 28 seconds, and the Denver Broncos had it for 18 minutes and 32 seconds. Gary Kubiak looked like he was going to have a baby out on the field. It was so funny to watch their team melt down right before their eyes. The vaunted defense of the Denver Broncos was weak. Let's look at first downs. The whole game, 13 first downs for Denver, 30 for the Raiders. Let's look at total plays, 51 plays for Denver, 76 plays for Oakland. The yardage said a lot as well because the Denver Broncos had 299. Raiders had 397. However, there was one fluke. uh, I don't know how that. It looked like a touchdown in slow motion. They got out and ran all the way to the end zone. I, I don't know what that was. That was probably the weirdest touchdown I've ever seen in football, especially with a team being destroyed like Denver. You could see <laughs> you could see that it was going to be our game and the crowd got louder and louder and louder throughout the game. It has been so long since I've seen the Coliseum rocking like this. I'm going to tell you, I brought my daughter. It was amazing contest, amazing. Denver also uh gave up the ball twice, which is uh that's the nail in the coffin. Tie possession. Two uh, two turnovers, and let's check this. The penalties. Denver had 12 penalties for 104 yards. Oakland had 8 for 72. Nothing to write home about. But it was a one-sided contest completely, and the Denver Broncos went home beaten, bruised, and battered from Oakland. Now, after the game, which is something I really... That irks me a lot. I was listening to 95.7 The Game, and uh, the Bleacher Report came on and talked about how this wasn't that big of a victory for Oakland, how they should have beat Denver. And yes, Denver really, you know, isn't that much of a team. And the they're, listen, man, they're the Super Bowl champions of last year. And this idiot of the Bleacher Report flipped me out because he was like talking like it was not a big win. Like the Raiders haven't won all season. He's talking about we got to be more consistent, which I agree. But the defense has improved the last three games. Our team is getting better throughout the season. And this Bleacher Report numbskull made it sound like this was a fluke, a fluke game. Like, we can't do this again. We beat the Super Bowl champions, Bleacher Report, Boneheads. I was very upset, obviously, with the idiots from Bleacher Report talking about how the Raiders should have won, how it was it was set up for the Raiders to win. And before the contest, Bleacher Report said nothing like that. This is what I cannot get about mainstream media, these idiots talking out of both sides of their head, before the game and after the game. You don't get that here at the Raider Nation podcast, I'm telling you. And if you do, call me out on it because I'd love to know. But I'll tell you right now, I knew we could win this game. I knew we could if we put it together, put up a good team, put up a good a, a good contest. The other thing, special teams. Marquette King, what a superhero. They started like 
<laughs> yeah, they started they 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 start on the field inside their 20 most of the game. I don't think they had a a good place to start the whole game. I think their best start was 30 yard line or something. Now joining us, he's the punter for your Oakland Raiders. Had a huge game Sunday night football against the Denver Broncos. Marquette King is with us here on the home of the Raiders, 95.7 the game. Marquette, how we doing today? I'm doing great, man. How about y'all? Uh, we are doing, we're doing fabulous. Tell us what it was like in the locker room after that game. You played Sunday night football, the number one game. You beat your arch rival, the Denver Broncos. You're in first place. What was it like? I mean, it was like a party, man. Everybody was excited, and um, everybody was ready to celebrate the win, man. But, uh, shoot, we're back now. We're focused on the next game and also taking a break on our bye, try to get our bodies to recover so we can keep playing bigger bigger, and bigger games. We went into this game. Marquette King, the Raiders punter, joins us here on the home of the Raiders, 95.7 the game. We went into this game saying, okay, whether they win or they lose, we're really going to know who the Raiders are after this game. Hey, uh, Marquette, the one thing that – I mean, you're a mainstay on this team right now, but people might forget that you know you took the place of Shane Leckler, who was with this organization for a long time. I mean, when, when, when you first started w- – how did you know? How did that feel early, knowing that you were replacing him, knowing you had to prove yourself in this league, and then to get to this point where you're a valuable member of the team? Um, man, it's it's definitely a blessing to be here, and uh, I really appreciate the love that I get from all the Raider fans. But man, it was it was weird, man. I come in the facility, look at the Raider logo, and I just start getting like lightheaded, kind of like dreamy, like I'm dreaming or something. Like it was. It was hard to take in at first just because I'm I'm with the Raiders. Um I'm with I'm finna hold the ball for Sebastian Janikowski. Like I've been watching him. Uh I've heard about him. He's a legend. Like this is really happening. And it was it was weird at first. Um but I started getting used to it and it just worked out. Everything just started working out. Shane, one of the best players in the league, man. Showed me a couple of things. Showed me a couple of golf clubs I could use later on in my career, and <laughs> I'm definitely starting to use them. How much better is it? Not not only did you win a big game, but you had a great game, pinning them back in there twice, and then you know I, I I'm a white guy, so I don't I don't really know what that dance was <laughs> when you were you were coming off the field. But explain uh, the two punts inside the five, and then how a guy like me can learn those moves. <laughs> I mean, it was not possible. I got, <laughs> man, I got caught in the moment, man. I I mean, the Bronco deal, I did. I wrote the Bronco. Basically, I'm riding the horse, which is the Bronco. I did that last year when, I, when we were in Denver. But um, I decided to bring it back. Marquette King does a little celebrating. And <laughs> why not? Go on with it. That's right. He is the king. And we got him here on 95.7 The Game. Take us back to that bad snap in Jacksonville, and all of a sudden you take it and you go, and that essentially clinched the victory in Jacksonville. Oh, man, it, it, it was it was definitely different now. Um, I saw that the ball skip back. Uh, I think kind of thought it was a double set, so he kind of double clutched and just tried to throw the ball back, and it skipped. So I picked it up, and I was like, okay. Um, maybe I can take off because it might get blocked because I felt somebody's presence on the end of the, 
I'm by the wing, so I just picked it up and took off running. So I programmed my body for like the first few seconds to just go through the motion so everything feels normal. But that's about three seconds. And I see myself running. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm really running right now. And the NFL. Okay. So <laughs> I see, I see uh, like, three Jaguars on my left. I'm like, okay, just run fast. Just run fast. And then I was like, okay, where's Orange? Where's Orange? And then I see the Orange, the orange uh, markers. And I was like, okay, let me at least get past the Orange. So I got past the Orange, and I saw a guy coming from my left side. And uh, I just got out of bounds. A lot of people are like, you could have cut up. Uh, cut to your left, but I'm like, no, I would have got blasted, and I'm trying to punt again. Well, that, that's what I wanted to ask you. I mean, you said the one of the three things you keep in mind was you got to have your head down. So yeah. you, you're feeling. How do you feel? How do you feel the rush? Is it just kind of feeling it, or peripheral vision, or what is it? It's. it's I think it's a mixture of feeling it and peripheral vision. Um, from I've been doing it for for a good while now, so I can kind of feel. And kind of see colors. Like, uh, I either, like, say, for instance, we felt pressure when the Broncos were rushing uh, the other night. So, I see orange. I saw orange. So, that's, I mean, I can feel it because I can hear it and I can kind of see colors. So, I just base it off of that. And I also love the, uh, you, 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 you got a, like a selfie with Papa and Lorenzo Neal on there. Oh, man, that was funny. Papa, uh, Papa got some rhythm. Papa yeah. got some rhythm now. That's a smooth guy. Yeah, I don't you know. You, you caught him on a really good day, I think. <laughs> and then, you know, do you ever dress up like a, like Superman, or is it always a Power Ranger? Uh, I mix it up. I mix it up. Um, I'm like a walking curveball. You never know what you'll get from me. So one day I might want to be the Green Power Ranger. The other day I might want to be Superman. I just... Oh no, it's just all fun. I just like to have fun. So, however I feel that day, I might throw my Superman cape and just walk in the facility. <laughs> well, when you're winning, you can do anything you want. <laughs> I know it's it's a great vibe around that facility, man. Can you tell? I mean, can you tell in, in a big way it's changed over the last couple of years? Oh, definitely, man. Uh, Reggie McKenzie, Joey, and Jack Dario, and the people upstairs with the Raiders, they've done a great job, like, just getting this team set up the way that they want it. Um, it's a huge difference from when I first came in to now. More people want to try to get better. Like, people really want to win a lot more. Like, it's, it's, it's a huge difference, man. And when you look at this buy, you go into this buy 7-2, and two, we believe at some point you're going to get Alden Smith back. We believe you're going to get Mario Edwards Jr. back. And you really set up your destiny is in your own hands for the rest of the way because you are in first place. Talk about this bye and how it really sets you up for the second half. Uh, I think the bye fell in a, a great spot in the season. Um, kind of like a halfway mark to where everybody can kind of uh, go home, relax, deflate, like don't think about any football for a little bit and uh, come back stronger. You know you got to, if you love somebody or something, you know you got to get away from it. And then when you come back, you come back stronger. And I think it's definitely going to help us out a whole lot. Just the, one, the recovery and everything. Yeah, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Marquette, was you, you, uh, 
you went to college and you hoped to be a wide receiver. So how would you turn into a punter? I was just real good at it. My mom and dad stayed, stayed on to me about focusing on punting because they thought I had a gift at it. So my mom was like, you need to focus on punting because, I mean, you don't see a lot of people punting the ball like you do. So I listened to them and it worked out. Well, yeah, I mean, the, your leg, and, and I mean, it's just, it's incredible to watch. But also what you've added to your game, like your golf game, it's like you've added a short game with your sand wedge or your pitching wedge. The way, the ability, the way you have grown, really sticking people back towards the end zone. Talk about how that, that part ha- has evolved for you in your game. Oh, man, you should have, I wish you would have seen me when I first started trying to learn the punt, the Aussie punt. I hated that punt so much. I was like, man, why do we got to do this? Like, this is stupid. But I kept working on it, and now it's one of my favorite punts just because it's so easy to place the ball punting it uh, Aussie style. Um, shoot, sometimes in practice I get a trash can or a couple of trash cans, and I try to put the ball in the uh, trash can from, like, the 40-yard line, 45-yard line, and just work on uh, how much juice I should put into my swing. All right, Marquette, we always appreciate the time. Rest up, because the second half is going to be absolutely electric. Good luck in Mexico City, and we'll see you back at the Coliseum for the Carolina game. Hey, thank you very much. Good talking to y'all, too. The King, Marquette King. Our special teams blew them out. Now, Jano missed a field goal here. That's fine. It's okay. I mean, it was stressful at the moment because we were really trying to put some points on the board, but the Raiders put 30 points on the Broncos. 30! Bleacher Report. No one has put over 20. We beat the number one defense in the league, period. The Raiders now stand atop of the, the NFL with the Patriots, the Cowboys, Raiders, three best teams in the league. Three best teams in the league. Check that. You must be proud of the Oakland Raiders. Wear your stuff. Be loud and proud because this team is getting on it. And they're like a juggernaut. And you can see that we will be going to a Super Bowl in the next three years. I've said it before. It could be sooner than later. But this team is bound for a playoff game. They keep playing like this. We're having a playoff game in Oakland. I'm going to tell you that right now. Way to go, Raiders. Way to go, Del Rio. Way to go, Derek Carr. Way to go, Cooper. Crabtree, everybody contributed. Rivera, Clive. Jack Del Rio joins us here. And, Coach, I've been off the last couple of weeks uh, chasing a, a World Series around and uh, doing a little traveling. And uh, I haven't talked to you in three weeks. I'm really happy that I get to talk to you today because last night, was, I think, the rebirth and the arrival of the Oakland Raiders. What do you think? Well, I think it was a lot of fun. And <laughs> uh, it looked like the people that were there really enjoyed themselves. Uh, the crowd was terrific. Uh, the, you know, the, to have that kind of coverage, a primetime affair like that, and I thought, I thought the stadium was rocking and the team played well, and it was a, it was a good night. The defense set the tone very early in the game, Coach, and that must have made you and Ken Norton very happy to see all those three and outs stacked on top of each other. Yeah, I thought, I thought you know, we, uh, we did a nice job, you know, in all three phases early in the game, uh, you know, with field position, you know, special teams contributing, uh, with defense getting stops, and with offense moving the ball and scoring. And, 
and I, I thought it was yeah, it was, it was a great way to begin the ball game up thirteen nothing, and uh, and really in control from the on, from the onset. Yeah, I mean, I think you had 10 first downs before the Broncos even had one. You played a penalty-free first quarter. We haven't said that very much all season long. The defense came out exerting itself, and that was just some old-fashioned trench warfare that I think we saw last night. Your offensive line was opening huge holes against one of the most respected defenses in all of football. What did you see from that Wade Phillips front that gave you confidence to just go straight ahead? Well, I mean, it wasn't straight ahead, but we felt like going right at them was important. They have a lot of team speed, uh, so it's you know it's hard to circle them. Um, but we've got some big physical guys in the trenches, and you know part of our plan was to utilize those guys. The offensive line was blowing Denver off the ball. Murray was running like a gazelle. Third and two, and he runs for 45. Let me ask you this, Bill. The the, and I got to ask him because he's a defensive guy. So the Raiders have Murray, Washington, and Richard as their running backs. Yes. If if you're a linebacker, let's just say hypothetically, Murray's in on first, Washington's in on second, and Richard's in at third. How much do you have to change either your positioning or your mindset? Are how aware are you of? The new running back in the game, how aware of uh, of him and his strengths and weaknesses are you? Or do you just do what you're going to do regardless? Well, I know this. I know I'd rather play against Murray because he's a bigger target. But I will say this. Some of those moves he made, those jump cuts where he got off and went went around the left edge, I'm telling you, I haven't seen moves like that, especially from a big guy, since maybe Barry Sanders. And I said this after the show. Whoa. You guys, you got to go back and look at some of those moves. Those are unbelievable moves that he made. That that's just not something big guys can do. And he was and he was doing it in this game. He was impressive. But the little guys, I didn't like playing against the little guys. They make you look bad. Yeah. They, they make, make big big white linebackers like me look real bad. <laughs> no, he did. He, he to me it was more like AP in his heyday. Because AP could get in the hole and boom and bounce over there, and then he once once you saw the back of two eight, it was too late. Adrian Peterson because he had that type of breakaway speed. I don't think Latavius is that fast, but the jump cuts that he would make. When you watch AP every time he used to touch the ball, and he got past the first wave, you just held onto your breath. Yeah, and it was and he he was making moves sort of like that AP just boom and just jumping out there, and then you saw him just accelerate. It was it was impressive. I thought Latavius hit the hole hard. Thought he ran physical. They were just it, they just seemed like they were on another level than Denver the whole night. The Raiders just smacked them around. They smacked them around. And look at Carr. It wasn't like he was throwing he the ball down the field. I was just going to say. He was smart. I, I thought he was not. He, he, wasn't. he wasn't on. But that, but that's what makes this win so prolific. Because here's the thing. He knew that he wasn't going. It wasn't about him. He could have went out there and said, I want to go win the MVP that night. But you know what? I think he won it by not doing it. Go look how many completions he had under 10 yards. 
I think it was like thirteen or fourteen. No, there are a bunch. Be, be, but but that but that's what kept this chain moving. It was just like a, a you know a little swing pass or, or or a run. That's what he did. Instead of saying I'm a hole in the ball, make these big time throws. I'm going to take what the defense give me. And sometimes quarterbacks they don't do that because he had a Sunday night. Everyone's talking about this guy MVP. Just come off a 500 yard game, threw for only 190 some yards. But if you go look at his ratings and how 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 many of his passes were five, ten yards. 90% yeah, but why is that? They get, they went into this game, and I think yeah. that you give credit to Bill Musgrave. Absolutely. Because it was going to come out of his hands quick. Where am I? Because they did not want Von Miller to get hot. Yep. So, I mean, in the second half, he was 8 for 11 for 62 yards. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like nothing. Right. You know, the first half. It's like a 12, running back number. You know, he was 12 for 20 for 122. Yeah. You know, and that he got sacked, you know, once each each half. And other than that, because I, I thought he would have been on his back four or five times the ball against rhythm. this defense. Sure. But hats off to Bill Musgrave, and hats off to the front the line because the way they pounded that set the tone, and they kept uh, Derek, you know, Up clean right. for the most part. This was a great, a masterful game plan because they ran the ball at those two ends and they beat them up. I mean, they were pancaking them. They were they put six offensive line in and they pounded them. And the biggest thing that no one's talking about, and Bill, you know it, they won. The Raiders won on first and second down, so it was always manageable third, third down. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the Raiders are at all night. Go look and see how many times they're third and 15 or third and eight or third and 12, third and six. Third yeah. Four. And the difference with us is we were third and short. Yes. Right. Because we were pounding the football and we were running real efficiently. Yeah, that, that that was that was it in a nutshell. When you were able to win on first and second down against the vaunted defense, especially when you look at you look at this team, this that team, Denver Broncos, they were number four, number two against the pass. You know, four and pass, number one against for sacks. So when you do something and take away what they're not good at, and that's run defense. We said, let's make them show us that they can defend a run. And I'll tell you right now, Denver Broncos today, they can't defend a run because I'm telling you, the Raiders beat them up, dislocated elbows, put guys on eye. I mean, they absolutely, uh, it, was, it was it was ugly, boy. They turned into a dogfight. The offensive line mauled Denver. And if you can maul Denver, you can maul anybody. Coleccio Semele and Donald Penn, I think might have played collectively their best game of the season at the same time last night. They were just collapsing the side of the, the, the Denver defensive line, and that's where it seems like Latavius did an awful lot of damage. Yeah, that left side, I mean, KO was, uh, and, and Donald, Donald had a nice game as well, but that, that KO is something else. I mean, he is really, uh, he's really been a great get for us. He brings unbelievable power and tenacity to every play. And uh, just a treat to watch him play. Coach Del Rio here on 95-7 The Game. Jack, was was running the ball that many times the result of just the way the game played out and you have a lead so you're sitting on it and you're playing a little ball? Was that the Or, or was that the plan to just keep the ball on the ground an awful lot and out of the air because we all know how much Denver excels in that secondary and with its pass rush. Did, did that Was that the plan or did the plan unfold in front of you? Well, I think the plan always unfolds. I think you always uh, adjust to the game and how the game is being played and what you're able to do or not able to do. And I think that's part of adjusting as a staff, which I think we do very well. Um, but the, but definitely there was a plan in place, you know, to 
to go after them, to be big, to play big. Uh, we also had a lot of design in the pass game. We just didn't end up getting to as much of the pass game because of our ability to run it and control it that way. The defensive line was fierce. Irwin got a, a sack and sack fumble along with uh, Mac. Mac got a sack. The defense was fierce, and the secondary was coming in. They were doing it. What has been your biggest defensive improvement? We've talked about it for so many weeks leading up. We've been speculating. People have been worried. How about this? Nobody asked you who was making the defensive calls last night, did they, Coach? No, nobody cared last night. Nobody cared. (laughs) What has been the biggest improvement? I think I think the the communication has uh, been cleaned up a little bit. I think the confidence has grown with the guys, and and we're going to continue to play play faster and faster as we go. And we've got a good group. You know, the thing that I said from the very beginning, you know, um, I said just put it on me if you need to. Okay, if you need somebody to blame, so that you can just get that off your chest and be done with it. But meanwhile, we're going to go to work. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to work on it. And we've got a group of young of of men, some young, some not as young. But we've got a good group of men that care. And, and, and we have talent, and we're going to grow, and we're going to get better. And that's what's taking place. The guys are growing. They're getting better. Uh, we're competing every down. There's never been a question of effort, and we're getting better and better. And, uh, and, and we'll continue to get better as we go through the season. I love this team. I think it's coming together. I know the defense had some issues. But the way they looked on Sunday, man. Two years ago at this point, they were 0-9. On their way to zero and ten, oh yeah, and now they're seven and two. That's pretty incredible. They're going to be a hard team to beat, and now they have the momentum and the confidence. We need to carry this to Mexico, and uh, my little kitty is going to show up with his uh, <laughs> Cam Newton and his five hundred dollar hats. Please, bro, win a game first. I'm so proud of the Oakland Raiders. And the way they played at home, they put on a show for the home crowd not to be forgotten, man. And if you weren't there, that's sad because it was palpable from the very first snap to the very last. What a contest. What a game. This is why you go to see football games. This was an epic contest that will not be forgotten anytime soon. That is all I have to say about that. Bad of the bone. Bad All right, of the it's time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Let's get on it. Remember, drop the F-bomb, you're out. <laughs> we don't do that anymore here in the Raider Nation podcast. Not at all. We are our family-friendly show Uh, Even if there's only one family member out there, (laughs) we're talking to you. So get on it. Make your call. Make your case uh, without profanity. You don't need it. I know you don't because I'm telling you, it is an epic time to be a Raider fan. All right, who's first on the show? And our first caller is Raider Bray from L.A. What's happening, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Bray from L.A. Uh, first off, I want to give you some kudos for turning the spiritual corner here and cleaning up the podcast a little bit. I think that's good, and uh, blessings to that. I was going to come up to the game today, but my mom's in the hospital after having a stroke, and I just couldn't get it all together. 
So uh, you're sending out love and peace and healing to the Raider Nation. Really appreciate that. Uh, thinking about the game, I'm I'm thinking that uh, we're going to be running today, and I'm thinking that uh, Murray is going to have a day like uh, like uh, Derek McFadden, Darren McFadden had uh, a few years ago when he uh, put all them yards on the Broncos up in Denver. I, I'm just thinking we're going to run it down their throats, and uh, then we'll be passing too. So, man, uh, I know it's getting exciting up there. In the black hole. I wish I could be there, but uh, man, at seven and three, seven and three, it's coming. This is Raider Bray in L.A. and I'm out. Well, first, thank you for the props, and really, first before that, um, uh, blessings to your mother. You know, I hope that the Lord blesses her and your family keeps you close. You know what I'm saying, bro? And you're right. Uh, we ran just like we did in uh, Denver. It wasn't fifty nine fourteen, but it was pretty close. It could have been that for sure if uh, we had to loosen up just a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was a great game. You saw it. You you definitely saw it. But more importantly, I pray that your mom gets better. And you know what I'm saying, bro. And our next caller, the Raider Realist, is in the house. He's from the East Coast. I know there's a lot of fans out there in the East that are loving this. What's happening, brother? Raider Greg, what's up? This is the Raider Realist calling in from the East Coast. Listen, sorry I haven't called in in a while, man. You know how life gets. Not always time to call in and complain about the Raiders. But listen, I wanted to make this call before the game tonight. Hopefully people get to hear it after the fact. Listen, if we won, you can come back. Just give me hell, right? Just tell me to just never call in again. But if we've lost, don't worry. We're going to be all right. This is a building team. This is a team that's going to take some time. Look, we're winning the games that last year we were losing. We're six and three if we lost, right? This is alternate universe. We're six and three. If you would have told me we'd be six and three, only losses to the Chiefs, the Broncos, and a bad one to the Falcons, I would have taken that at the beginning of the season. So Raiders fans, Raider Realist here telling you we got a stud as a quarterback. We've got developing players at almost every position on the field. If we lose tonight to the Denver Broncos, it's okay. We have time. There's so many games left. And if we won, screw me, go Raiders. Thanks, Raider Greg. I appreciate it. Well, bro, I got one thing to say. Seven and two, baby. Seven and two. You're cool, man. We feel you. I feel exactly what you're saying, bro. But we're moving and we're shaking. And everybody else, they're quaking. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is B-Town Raider from Bakersfield. What's happened a little bit of Bakersfield? What's going down? B-Town Raider here calling out of Bakersfield, California, where Derek Carr played high school ball. But anyways, let's talk about the game. Um, was that the Raiders playing tonight? Or, or, or was it Patriots? No. Was it the Packers? No, it was the Raiders. Latavius Murray. I'm not a Latavius Murray fan. I was always like trying to get a different running back in there. Um, but he showed up today, just breaking tackles, running with the purpose. He's getting the first downs. He's running hard. It's contract year. Yeah, I understand that. But he ran hard tonight, jumping over the crowd, trying to get the touchdown. He gets it. 
I'm just like, wow. I mean, is this the Raiders I'm watching? I mean, they're playing at a high level. I had some coworkers saying, well, the Raiders haven't played anybody. The Raiders are barely winning. Wait until the Sunday. And guess what? I can't wait to go to work tomorrow. I mean, just the team is playing as a team. I mean, okay, Crabtree's covered. All right, Cooper. Okay, Cooper's covered. Okay, Audrey Holmes. Okay, Audrey Holmes is covered. Seth Roberts. I mean, you can't stop us. I mean, our defense was playing amazing. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. That screen pass where they scored a touchdown on us. I mean, that's garbage time. I mean, the game. I mean, the game was honestly over the first drive when we had the ball. They couldn't stop us. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm shocked how good the Raiders are playing. I mean, they're just playing like they want to win, not like the past where they want to lose. I mean, they want to win. Uh, Derek Carr. Not a touchdown, but still, clutch. Uh, I know I'm going a little long on this this call, but I just want to say one thing. I love the show. Um, I'm so glad that the cussing and all that stuff started the thing. Uh, family man, we all listen to the show, but when the cussing was on there, it was kind of just by myself. Um, go Raiders. God bless this. All right, let's keep this going, Raiders. B-Town Raider out. Yeah, I have to agree with you about Murray. I gave Murray all kinds of pain. You guys know I he's running too far up. He's running too straight up. He's going to lose the ball. I was dead wrong, man. I'm telling you right now. Murray was a bulldog in this contest. He willed himself through the line. And the offensive line, let's not, let's not make any mistakes. We won it in the trenches. But really, the complement of Murray with Richard. And Washington, look, they didn't know what to do. When we put one guy in, we took the other guy out. They had no answer for those running backs because some are scatty. You know, Murray's the power guy. Uh, but Richard can get through there, too. Look at the runs we made. Two over 200 yards rushing. Let me tell you, man, with that three-headed monster in the backfield, uh, it was an amazing game. That's all I have to say. They complimented each other. The whole team was a compliment to each other, uh, and they played for each other. You could tell uh, blood was in the water in the first drive. When Denver took the ball and tried to go, they were three and out, three and out, three and out, forever amazing game. And thank you for the props, brother. I want this to be a family show. It's all about the Raider Nation, and uh, let's clean it up. I always thought, you know, it was a little bit raw, but, you know, I know I've been called... You guys got to know that I've changed, and I'll be the first one to tell you. And if you haven't figured it out, you can always hit me up. I'll tell you exactly what's going down uh, in Red or Greg Town right now. Thank you for the props, brother. I appreciate it. And our next caller, very good friend, been calling for years, Raider Chris from Scranton, Pennsylvania. What is happening, brother? I know you got to be happy. We've gone through some rough roads, bro. What's up? Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Chris, Square Pennsylvania, and I am stoked about this game tonight. We put a beating down on Denver. Long, long, long overdue. All they do is run their mouths, and I'm just so happy that we got in there and we just beat them. Seven and two, sole possession of first place. We've been waiting for this for years. 
my MVP ball goes to that whole offensive line for doing an outstanding job. They don't get enough credit. So my game ball goes out to them. I'm so happy. The team looks like a team, offensively, defensively, the run game, the pass game, kicking game. I mean, Seabass has got a – I think he's on his way out, to be honest with you. But, I mean, this team is on fire. And uh, this guy's a living for us. Go to Mexico now, and we're going to be Houston. It's looking good. Looking good. I'm very proud of this team. They're playing for Jack Del Rio. It's clicking, and just stoked. Go to Mexico Monday night. Raiders. I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. I could tell in your voice, Bo. It, bro, it's been it's been a long time, and to see this team actually be a team and the O line, you bet. Semley, give me a break. He was blowing people up, man. Blow up and Penn. Penn was an animal too. The line was amazing, just amazing in all aspects, man. I can't believe it. Carr, he got sacked maybe once, one and a half. Uh, he stayed clean though, bro. Yeah, you got to give it to the trenches because uh, it was happening right down there. Thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. Our next caller from West Sacramento, the San Quentin Raider. I like it, bro. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Raider Greg? What's up, Raider Randy? What's up, Raider Nation? This is the San Quentin Raider from West Sacramento. Hey, man, this was probably the top game I have seen in a long time. All three phases, defense, offense, and special teams playing legit. Oh, my gosh. This game was probably so awesome. Man, I can't believe it. I mean, all this week I heard nothing but Bronco fans talking all their mess, all their crap, Bronco players. All the all the Bronco fans talk, looking on their blogs, talking mess, and Donald Pence said it best. We'll just let the fans start do, do all the talking. And believe me, the offensive line, they were killing them. Von Miller, you can see him on the sideline gasping for air. He didn't even know what to do. They kept switching him to the other side. He had no answer for the offensive line. Man, this team, like, just changed this week. For some reason... We're now like looking like a legit Super Bowl contender. Oh my God, Raider Nation, get ready because we're we're in contention now. Everybody's going to be talking about the Raider Nation. Oh man, I cannot believe it. I I had to be honest at the beginning of this game. I go, oh man, please, 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 don't mess up Raider Nation, real Raiders. Ah, man. All right, guys. Got a bye week, and then we go back to Mexico and do what we do best. Just win, baby. I'm out. Yeah, man, that it was an amazing contest. Uh, all three phases were popping from the very first snap of the ball when Denver went three and out that fast. Um, Simeon had no chance, and uh, he was hurried all game. Vaughn Miller, like you said, I had my binoculars on. I'm looking across at their sideline because I love to do that. I love to look at the coach's expression. I love the head shaking and the eyes down. And their team was absolutely deflated from the first series. Uh, they had no answer for the Raiders. And let me just say, the press, 
uh, not only the Broncos were talking smack, but the press. There's a lot of listen. There were only like three guys out of out of what four or five that even thought the Raiders had a chance, and they they weren't really bold about their predictions. You know, I I had a really a good feeling in my heart about the way they could play. I didn't know we would dominate them, but I thought we could beat them for sure at home. But man, we we went above and beyond and made a certain statement, bro. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is the Prez. He's up in the house. I love this guy. I love his takes. What's happening, my brother? Are you not entertained? I ask you again, Raider Nation. Are you not entertained? That was miraculous, spectacular, amazing. I can use all the adjectives in the world to describe what I saw last night. This is the prayers of our NOM, and I am ready to announce, yes, announce on the podcast, and even if I am wrong, which I don't think, I hereby declare the Raider Nation are contenders. They are not pretenders. Yes, I had my doubts, and yes, I did get on here and have my concerns. They play with passion. The defense is on point. It's like they took everything they probably heard and with that little, you know, uh, that guy that stupidly, you know, bad mouth the team, which you never should do before a big game. I'm pretty sure his his teammates probably happy with him. But anyway, enough of him. The guy on the field, it was like gladiators. It was like gladiators, man. I mean, they showed pause. They showed like, hey, this is our stadium. Nobody's coming here. We're not taking that crap. We're going to prove that, hey, we belong. I love it. I love it. I'm pretty sure that, A, Oakland was livid. I know we had a record-breaking crowd. Um, we also had an affair with the Denver Broncos. They, they also have a chapter here in Memphis, Tennessee. There's a whole bunch of booster clubs. But unfortunately, uh, in our headquarters, we share uh, the same building with Broncos. And boy, was they pissed. They was upset. It's a whole bunch of them also, too, when um, they started winning. They just talked about the worst. Anyway, the Raider Nation worldwide. I saw the videos. I saw the posts. I saw the, the tweets, the the messages and everything, just enthusiasm. I'm enthused. I'm waking up going to work, man, just with a, 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 a wide smile on my face like I've never seen before. The atmosphere, seeing the Raider Nation on TV, on prime time, people gathered around looking, feeling good about themselves. Oh, man, it's been a long time, brother. It's been a long time. I am pretty sure that Al Davis is beside himself with all the other Raider Grace there. Coach Jack Del Rio, man, you're starting to have that presence look also, too. I want to give some kudos to you. I was a huge John Gruden, Chucky reporter. Man, I was on that guy's you-know-what, man, but you're starting to look like the real deal, man. You have that presence on the side like a coach. You look focused. Your kids, which are the players, believe in you, man. You can go on and on and on, brother, but I have to say this right here with pride, with authority. For life. You won't be hearing nothing bad here. And Big Daddy Money Mike, man, I never met you, bro. You don't back on there, man. This is the praise for R.N.O.M. Thank you, Raider Greg. Thank you, Raider Randy and Raider Nation. So long from Memphis, Tennessee. Until next time, Raiders, y'all rest well, and we'll see you in Mexico. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, man. That that really says a statement. The press says it like it is. 
the Denver Broncos building that they share, their fans left the game. I mean, even when we're getting beat, the fans don't leave the game. The Raider Nation stays pretty doggone strong, especially when you're out in a bar or something. It's crazy. We'll stay for the whole punishing time. This is the difference between the Bronco fan and the Raider fan. And be careful, Bronco fans, as you're getting off the bandwagon, don't twist an ankle. And you guys know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. And our next caller, my very good brother, Raider Malik from Tucson. The guy is wise. I'm telling you, I love his takes. What's going on, man? You must be a bit excited. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Malik from Tucson calling after the victorious win against the Donkeys. Yes, we pulled it out. Big game, divisional game, first place at stake. We are now two wins into a playoff spot, and I'm excited. I'm excited. The game was great. They definitely blew some opportunities. Janikowski had a couple mistakes. Carr almost had a, a costly interception. I don't know what he was looking at. It was a horrible pass. Should have never been thrown. I don't know if he just had to throw there because there's no other routes that were even supposed to be thrown to. I don't know. I'm not offensive coordinator. I'm not a coach, so I have no idea. It just looked horrible. Thank God the guy didn't intercept the ball. I kept saying throughout the whole game, you know, these are the Broncos. We should be up like 30 to 10 by now. Game completely out of reach. And they just kept on hanging around and hanging around, just waiting for these mistakes. And they, they almost got it, man. But whatever. Scoreboard, we got the victory. Nation, full force, baby. I love it. I absolutely love it. I also thought it was hilarious that they kept showing Mark Davis in the stands with that, you know, that corn bowl haircut, which I thought was hilarious. And, uh, you know, he was cheering everything. I mean, it, it, was, it was great to see, you know, the Raiders on display in prime time like that. You know, the whole country got to see him. And... It was a great win, man, great rivalry. I was at uh, a couple of my friends' house. They, you know, they're, they're both Broncos fans, and they had their whole crew there, man. That must have been like, you know, ten Broncos fans and me and my wife, the only Raider fans. And I told them when I got over there, I would be talking smack. You sign the contract, be prepared. It's coming. And as soon as I walked in the door, I was all over people. I didn't even care. I'm like, yeah, game's not started yet? Yeah, yeah. The game's already started in my mind. I'm talking smack. From day one, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And everybody was trying to do the little thing and say, whatever, whatever. As soon as the game started, it was on, man. And they were quiet, you know. People were looking pretty tired, like they were ready to fall asleep. It was like almost 10 o'clock, you know, out here in Tucson. And I was just fired up, you know, completely wasted, you know, still having my, my, my A game in. And I just, I loved it. It was a great, great win. I'm so happy right now, man. We are seven and two. Can you believe that? Seven and two. We are rocking the world right now, and I love it. You know, I, I love it. I'm sure they'll be talking about Brady. This I don't even know they play this week, but I'm sure they'll be talking about the Cowboys most of the day because that's everybody's team on in the media. The Cowboys and the Patriots. I don't care. We got the record. We got first place in the division. We'll take it. All right. I think it's about three minutes. So. 
I'm just going to say one more thing. The evolution of Latavius Murray continues. I love it. I love that we ran the ball down their throat. I just, it was a great game plan, and they executed it. We didn't have 23 penalties. That's great. That's all you can ask for. And got to give props to the defense, man. They've been beaten down all season. They showed up. They played, they played well. They, they, they had a lot of three and outs, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, there was that one incredibly baffling play where the guy just ran the ball all the way into the end zone through a bunch of uh, defenders, and I was a little depressed that David Anderson was, was getting blocked the way he did, and he seemed like he just sort of gave up and let the guy run right past him. That was disappointing. But got to get props, man. The defense showed up. I don't know what Norton, if Norton was involved or if it was more Jack Del Rio. I don't care. I just wanted to make sure I got that in and just just get props for that because I know that the defense has been atrocious and I just I, I just had to get props where props was due. Okay, my time's up, so I'm gonna go. I just wanted to get that call in and uh, hope everything finds you well. And go Raiders Nation. Raider out from Tucson. Peace. Can you see the living room full of that ugly orange and blue? <laughs> and there's Raider Malik and his old lady blacked out and him talking smack and all the Bronco fans. Oh, we're Super Bowl champions. This. Oh, we got this. We got that. Oh, we got Von Miller. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, there was not much being said after the first series i bet <laughs> the raiders listen bro i know it seems like they were they were hanging around they might have got back in from my seat at the coliseum there was no way the raiders are going to lose this game no freaking way that was coming down the raiders were possessed they were not going to give up and that one fluke uh, screen pass where they ran. Yeah, there were not only Amerson, there were like three other guys that gave up on the play. I don't know what that was. It looked like a Three Stooges play. I don't know what it was. Gave him another seven points, but trust me, after that, there was no life in that dog. It had been down, way down. Yeah, bro, great game. I'm glad you got a chance to see it with a bunch of Bronco fans. That is a dream come true, bro. Thank you for the call. And our next caller is the Raiderette in the house. Raider Jane from Big Bear is on the line. I love this gal. What is going on, girlfriend? Hey guys, it's Raider Jane from Big Bear Lake. I am so proud and happy this morning. We have a running game and a defense. Oh my God. I cannot get over how happy I was at that game last night and how exciting it looked in the Coliseum. I'm just so happy that we're back and the chemistry's there and it's just great. Go Raiders. Oh, yeah. Talk about the Coliseum rocking. It was on fire, literally. There was, <laughs> there was a Bronco fan sitting right behind me, talking smack the whole game, and all we all did was laugh at this fool the whole game. Even the guy that drove him to the game, <laughs> he was saying, oh, it's going to be a long ride home, bro. It was funny. 
I love it when the other fans were there in the house. There were a lot of Bronco fans there, trust me. And all they did was sit down. I love it. Thanks for the call, girlfriend. And out of Kansas, Raider Corey's in the house. I'm sure you're excited. You should be, bro. What's happening? Raider Greg, this is Raider Corey out of Kansas. It's been a few weeks since I've called. Uh, I got a lot to get off my chest, man. I just, it's, all right, it's Monday morning. I just got done listening to last week's podcast. Uh, I'm on the road right now, so I apologize. You can't hear me real well. I'll try to make this quick. But I'll tell you what, man, I'm laughing, brother, because we conquered and won. That was a, a crazy game last night. And I'll tell you what, it was nice not to have to worry about having a heart attack before the game was over because we've had a lot of nail biters this season. And, man, I'm getting old. I just turned 30. I don't need to be having a heart attack before I make it to 40. But uh, I'm excited about this season. That was an awesome game that we cut back on the penalties. I mean, I think we only had like seven or eight penalties as opposed to 23 last week. I'm liking – well, I'm seeing a lot more discipline. I'm liking what I see. Our defense came out. I mean, what, we had four, five, three and outs in the first half of the game that we put up on Denver. That's awesome. The first three drives, we forced a three and out against Denver. That's great. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, anyway, uh, I, there's one thing I wanted to mention specifically before I get off of here is there's something that I'm seeing a lot of in this team. They're young. I understand. They're excited. Everybody is. We all, we're all excited. But, man, we gotta get we got to stop these taunting penalties, excessive celebration. Uh, I, I love Marquette King, man. I love Marquette King. I, I was scared when we got rid of Leckler that we're not going to have that punt because we've always we've had a great punter for a long time. And uh, King's coming out there, and he's doing things. He's a great young punter. But I'll tell you what, man, riding off the field like that, you know, riding that donkey off the field is funny. But Al Davis, if he was around, he'd shut that down. We got, we got to make sure his players are disciplined and don't be getting that excessive celebration because I was waiting for that flag, brother. I was laughing, but at the same time, part of me says, you know, pride and poise, man. We're, we're out there. We need to represent nation, Raider Nation the way it's supposed to be represented. I understand we're a young, excited team. Everybody's all riled up. You know, Raider Nation's pumped. But we need to pump the brakes a little bit and, and get that under control. And I hope, I hope Jack Del Rio, uh, you know, brings that up. We got a bye week this week. We got a lot of stuff that we can brush up on. I was really happy to see the fact that, uh, you know, we only had like eight or nine or something like that penalties. That's awesome. Uh, and I, something else, real quick before I get off here, I'm loving the way the ball's getting passed around on offense and defense, man. Everybody out there is stepping up. Nobody's not pulling their weight. Uh, Real proud of the way the Raiders are playing right now. And, uh, well, uh, there's a lot of donkey fans here in uh, Kansas, man. So uh, I got my head held high. Like I said, we're all laughing, brother, because we conquered and won. All right. You guys take care out there. Raider Nation, 7-2 and two going into the bye week. Keep your heads held high. We're getting there. Raider Corey out. Well, thanks for the phone call first, brother. We appreciate it from Kansas. And listen, I understand the penalty thing because I was flipped out on needless penalties, but I think Del Rio has a real uh, hand on the pulse of this young team. And yeah, these guys making some kind of foolish penalties, but 
you got to let them get out of there. You got to let them let some steam out a little bit. Uh, that shows some some pride. You know, the Raiders are showing some pride because they deserve that. And I'm not going to take that away from this team. Uh, Marquette King is a beast, and he's better than Leckler. Let me tell you that right now. As far as placement goes, this guy is on the J-O-B, bro. And I don't mind some of these penalties because, first of all, we were dominating the game. Second of all, you got to let these guys uh, let some steam out a little bit. And trust me on this, too. Uh, there's going to be some flags, but uh, like the Raiders of old, this is very Raider-like team, bro. The Raiders played through penalties. They didn't care. As long as they get the W, they used to demolish other teams, take the 15-yard, leave blood on the field. That's how they used to play, and that's how they're playing now. I kind of like it. <laughs> Honestly, bro, thanks for the call, man. Our next caller, I haven't heard for a while. I miss him because he was always so very positive, man. And he's still positive. He's always been a positive Raider fan. I love this guy from Bakersfield. My man, Raider Jaime's in the house. What's happening, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. He's Raider Hyman calling out of Bakersfield. The, the Bakersfield Raider. But anyways, it was a great game last night. You know what? It's it's unbelievable what we have gone through over these years, and to feel what well, we're feeling at seven and two, it doesn't get any better than this, man. And I know there's still a lot more games to be played and a lot of hard work left, but you know what? It feels good. It's been a long time coming, Razor Greg, and for as long as we've been part of this podcast, I mean, all the ups and downs that we've gone through. I mean, I, I can't even put it into words right now how I feel right now. Proud of you guys sticking through our hardest times we've gone through. I mean, there's times where you just wanted to, you know, just hang it all up, but I'm glad you stuck it out. It's paying off, and hopefully, man, hopefully things will get so good this year that maybe we'll be in the big dance. Maybe we'll shock the world. But anyways, it's an awesome feeling. And, man, what better way to go on on noise, especially on the bye, you know, beating Denver. It, 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 it's a great feeling, man. Proud of you guys, hard work. Love my Raider Nation. We are the only nation. Raider Jaime out of Bakersfield, I'm out. Let me just tell you guys about Raider Jaime, if you haven't been listening to the show for a long time. He has been around forever. Raider Jaime's one of the fans that have been through the thick and the thin of it with the Raider Nation podcast. We've been through some tough seasons, but Raider Jaime has always been there talking the positive. Always, man. I love this guy. He's so silver and black. True Raider fan. The whole family. Crazy. And yeah, thank you, bro. Thank you for the props. We've been doing this for a few years now, but it's fans like you, bro. Fans like Raider Jaime that makes this show go. Because like I said, been there from the roughest times. And we really appreciate that from you, my brother, so very much. Great to hear you, man. Keep calling, my brother. And our next caller, my very good brother, the disciple, Raider. 
Yeah, he's behind the Orange Curtain in Orange County. And, uh, well, I used to live there, so I totally understand where you're coming from, bro. What is happening, man? Brother Gregory and Randy, the Disciple Raider and Raider Nation family, out here in Van Wagon, Orange County, where the Rams are. All I got to say is we have officially put this NFL on notice with this team. Trust me when I tell you, what I saw the other night, man, you guys are ready to roll. Keep it short and sweet. We're back, man. Raider Nation, Disciple Raider, OC, I'm out. Yeah, man, Disciple Raiders had to go through a few tough times, too. I mean, a lot of the fans that are calling in the show have been around for a long time, and we've been through it, man. Trust me. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to have this feeling, especially when you know it's not a hollow team with a, you know, a lucky win here and a lucky win there. We got talent, and it's kind of building each game. Um, crazy season, but, you know, the confidence in this team is 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 off the charts. We have a reason to be happy, a reason to be positive. We have so much going on. So, hell yeah, brother. I'm loving it. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is the Pomona Raider. I know it well, bro. Thanks for the call, man. What you got for us, brother? What up, Raider Nation? This is the Pomona Raider. Just call and check in. I didn't make the podcast last time because I dropped an F bomb. But uh, I called it. I told you, Raider Greg. I told everybody, relax with the Chiefs loss because, you know, hey, they have our number, whether they're good or bad. And uh, it wasn't the end of the world. All the whining, we can settle down a little bit. And then we beat the Bucks. And then I called again. I said, look it, check us out, 6-2. and two. I said, we got the Broncos number. We got their number. And it ain't going to be even close. We beat them. So um, I was happy about that. I mean, Latavius Murray, I mean, what can you say? All three of those running backs. I mean, Carr didn't have to do much. It almost probably tired after throwing for 500 yards. So, you know, um, let's just let the, let the run game. And what did they say? Uh, Donald Penn said all they did was run two running plays. That's just nuts, man. That's nuts. That's crazy. You know, but like you said, we took their wheel and, and, and we stomped them. So Donkey's got our foot up there. So, uh, you know, with that being said, ready, 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 Randy. Hey, um, just a suggestion. I probably won't go over well, but, um, you know, we're the misfits, bro. You know, we're the miscreants. We're the bad guys. And, um, you know, we're your supporters, Radio Greg, Radio Randy. We've been listening to you guys for a long time. It's kind of, kind of messed up to not hear Obi-Wan on there and, and Junkie Raider and all the other good Raider fans who are real supportive and, um, and, uh, when you're down, you know, and, and me too. And, um, and, uh, and not to hear them on there and, uh, because they, they probably give an F bomb laced, uh, uh, reaction after, you know, after the Raider game. And, uh, I was just wondering, maybe you could do like that special Bowman edition, the, the edition, maybe the unfiltered one and tell the kids, Hey, listen to the first one. And then the special Bowman unfiltered. Hey, that's that's for the that's for the miscreants like us, because uh, we still want to say something. All right, so uh, seven and two bye week. Let's go get some of that Texans barbecue, baby. Let's come home with the win. All right, Mexico City, baby. Here we come. Well, thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. And 
Yeah, the Chiefs had our number because, really, they had a bye week to plan for the Raiders. That's two weeks to plan. I don't think they're going to play that well at home. I think we're going to beat them in their house. Matter of fact, I have a pretty good idea we're going to shellac them in their house. Um, So that on that note. On the note of the F-bombs and fans not calling in because they can't use the F-bomb, bro, if you have to use the F-bomb, well, maybe this isn't the right show. Because, yeah, they've been calling in forever, but they know. They know. Uh, we know. Everybody's been listening to them. I know the Raider Junkie. I know what he's saying. He don't have to drop the F-bomb. Uh, it's a new show uh, for me. It's my new life. I've changed my personal way of thinking, my personal walk with Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian man. I run my house that way. I run my life that way. I'm going to run the show that way. And uh, I I don't think that is going to dissuade the Raider fan from calling in. If it does, well, you know, that's God's will. Uh, and But I do also understand your point, but that's not going to happen here. First of all, I don't have the time to do that kind of thing. Randy doesn't. And um, well, we want to we want a a different outlook. Uh, I just don't think you need that that kind of the language to get the point across because uh, the excitement in your voice is good enough. And trust me, the Raider Nation knows uh, when we're talking, especially the Raider Junkie. They know him. They know his heart. We know the heart of the Raider Nation. So I'm not going to go on and on and on. But that's my thing. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm meaning. If we lose some fans. Because uh, my walk with Jesus Christ, well, that's God's will, bro. That's the way it goes. I'll stand strong. Uh, I'll stand strong for the Lord every day of the week uh, and twice on Sunday, bro. No offense. You know that's true from my heart, man. Thank you for the call. I appreciate the take as well because honesty is our big thing here. It's always been that way. And our next caller is the Jersey Boy Raider. He is in the house He's a little pumped up. What do you think? Of course he is. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Jersey Boy Raider. Extremely, extremely excited over this win. This was a complete domination. It's the biggest win in years because it was a proven game. It was about respect. Six and two. Winning five games on the road, all on the East Coast, and they were still picking against us at home. This was about respect. And when you do that and you play together as a team, and I love the way this team plays together as a team, supporting one another, that's how you get to first place, third in the power rankings. Are you kidding me? Just a few weeks ago, I was talking about this on the show saying, guys, you know, we have to win these next two games on the road. We can get this, and then we set up ourselves up for the Denver game. We knew this was the game coming off that tough Chief loss, and now we're in first place. We still have a long way to go, but, guys, the Raiders are a well-oiled machine. We are playing as a team, and we're getting that respect, and teams know what we have now. And not only our offense, our defense stepped up. Our defense looked great. Are you kidding me? Four straight three and outs to start a game? And by the way, the biggest shout-out to the Raider Nation in the black hole. You guys deserved it. You brought it, the energy. I love watching it, hearing you. Just an amazing, amazing night. Uh, offensive line, smash, smash, and match. They were the MVPs of the game, the whole line. Donald Penn, we love you. Asamali, everyone. 
great, great game. Ran the same play after him time and time again, right up the middle, and they couldn't stop it. It was beautiful. I loved it against the Donkeys. I mean, this is the game that Raider fans, the Raider Nation, has been waiting for for years. This was such a statement. K-Train, how important is it to have this guy in the lineup? And, and Washington, and a love Rashard, not only in special teams, of course, in the backfield, makes good decisions at the line of scrimmage. Of course, our line is making it easy. But how great is it to have those three guys running together? What a tandem. Carr continues to play smart, sound football. He does not turn the ball over. He's really matured. I just I love his leadership. I love his will to win, his positive attitude. I just love him. Mac, <laughs> Mac is just, he's really coming on, man. He, he's just taking over, and he's really coming into his own, you know, he could be the defensive player of the year. He just keeps racking up the sacks, the forced fumble, Irvin on the other side stepping it up. Man, if we get Edwards back and maybe Smith, yo, guys. <laughs> I can't stop smiling. I'm so excited because this was just what I think we all deserved as a Raider Nation. The Raiders deserve it. Jack Del Rio, everyone. Musgrave even called a good game. <laughs> guys, the defense is gelling. They're coming together. And I got to tell you, man, I'm just so excited. We all deserve this one. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy the break. And let's get Houston on Monday night, guys. It's going to be an awesome, awesome November, December. All right? So, with that being said, Raider Greg, God bless you. Thank you so much for the prayers. And the same to you and the whole Raider Nation. Hey, guys, let's enjoy every minute of it. Just win, baby. And I am out. Great call, bro. You said everything. Uh, the O-line, the running game. Uh, let me tell you, when you can run the same play, they, they ran the same play 10 times. 10 times. And at one point, when Carr threw that almost interception, Donald Penn went crazy because he said, we could just run the ball. All you need is to run the ball. Hey, run the ball. We're all good. <laughs> we destroyed Denver. What a great victory. What a great place to be at the bye week. Man, it is great to be a Raider fan. And let me tell you another thing you said, which is very true, is they counted us out. The mainstream media, trust me, the points said everything. No points are, I think, one point for the Raiders at home. Uh, and now they're talking, oh, we should have won this game. Trust me, I listened to everybody before the game. And it was like, well, the Raiders don't play good at home. Denver's a defending champion. Yeah. And after the game, well, the Raiders should have won. They're a better team. Listen, don't listen to the garbage because it's garbage. You know where you get it from. You get the message right here at the Raider Nation Podcast. We don't candy coat. We might not be right all the time. Uh, Newsflash Raider Nation, we're not going anywhere. We will be lucky to win seven games. We might not be right all the time, but we give it our best shot, bro. I appreciate the call. Uh, what a victory. We should all be standing loud and proud, and we are for sure. Our last caller, I can't dig his name up. I'm trying to I get the voice. I'm trying to get it. Didn't get a name, bro, but I know you've been calling in for a long time. A long time. Our next caller is Raider Jesse James from Dallas, Texas. 
Raider Greg, Raider Greg, my brother, Raider Nation, Raider Randy, everybody out there. Good Lord. Man, it feels good to be a Raider. It does. You know what? I'm calling to let you know that I'm happy for you. Yes, for you and for Randy. You guys have been, you know, working your tails off week to week for season in, season out, uh, giving us Raider fans a good insight, your thoughts on everything that's going on with the Raider Nation. And I want to thank you, but I'm really happy for you guys. It's, it's really paying off. I mean, look at it now, Raider Greg. Look where we're at, man. It's, it's, just, it's phenomenal. It, it's, man, I'm happy. I'm stoked. I am stoked. And um, another bye week. And real quick, I think we can take on the Texans. As a matter of fact, I know we can. Should be no reason why we shouldn't, but we can't put our guards down, you know. Uh, Carr is playing at an elite. The defense is stepping up big time. I'm, I'm sure you're getting a lot of calls in that. But overall, Raider Nation, I'm happy for us. Let's be happy for one another. Let's Don't ever go a day without celebrating this moment because we've been waiting for the longest to get here. And now that we're here, yeah, let's celebrate it. One more thing. I 100%, let me rephrase that, I 1,000% support what you're doing, Raider Greg, in regards to no cursing, uh, keeping it, you know, simple and plain and, and saying a few prayers for the people that really do need it. I'm a hundred percent with you, man. There's kids. I got kids. I got two beautiful little girls that listen to you. And, and sometimes I'm like, Oh, let me turn it down. Now I don't have to worry about that because they are as passionate as their daddy. So props to you, man, for going down that route and to everybody in the Raider nation, man, I'm still greater nation. I am stoked. I'm out. First of all, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we've been doing this show since, uh, well, I don't remember. I don't know how many years, Randy. What, 10, 11 years? Since the 20th of May, 2005. So this is our 12th season. Yeah, we've gone through some uh, tough times. But the reason we did this show was for the tough times. We went through it with each other. Uh, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens. And that was very cool because it created this brotherhood. Uh, with this show and the fans that listen to it. And it's really been an honor for us to be part of this team. And now to see it start to blossom and really go somewhere, uh, it's really been an honor to be here in the trenches with the Raider Nation. Trust me. Uh, thank you so much for the props on, on the show and the changes we made. Like I was saying before, I'm driven to do it, and it's not for me. You know that. And I'm glad that children can now listen and be part of the show with their families. I think that's a huge thing that I was missing before. And, uh, well, I appreciate it, brother. Really do. And it is time for us to celebrate this team. Those of us who have been listening and suffering through the hard times, it's good to have it going on. And, yeah, we will beat the Texans. Uh, One little side note before I do the end of the show is, you know, the elevation uh, in Mexico City is 7,000 feet. 7,349 feet. That's higher than Denver. So uh, it's above mile high. 1.44 miles. So the oxygen is going to be something to think about uh, in this game. Uh, the way we rest our team is going to be a little different because of the way there's going to be a lack of O2 oxygen in the house. Just want to throw that out there as a precursor to our pregame, which should be going next week. 
Thank you, brother, for the props and for the love and for hanging in there with us on the Raider Nation podcast for so very long. Well, Raider Nation, that is it for this episode of the Raider Nation podcast. Uh, Like I've said before, uh, may God bless all of you uh, for all the needs that you may have. And, uh, you know, blessings to our team, man. Look at our quarterback, a Christian man, showing it what it is, being what he is, in an environment of football and sports where you guys all know how it can be, how much cursing, how much filth, how much negative. We have a light in a dark place in the Raider Nation, Derek Carr, and then he's bringing other guys to it, man. This I know. God grants those wishes to his righteousness. He grants those wishes to the ones who follow him. And trust me, I have no doubt that God is watching over our team. And part of this victory is due to his Christianity. I'm going to tell you, I have no doubt in my mind. On that note, I want to thank you all for listening to our show. I know it's a bye week. and We'll get that other show up pretty soon next week. I'm loving it. We're in a great place, man. It has been so long. I am Ritter Gray, and I am out. <laughs>